Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. What are we going to or what am I going to discuss today? You guys probably already know. My, 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 Corona. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope it made you laugh. Because what I'm going to talk about is serious. However, let's chill out a little bit. I'm going to talk about the coronavirus, okay? I'm going to do it again. I know that I, the literally the previous episode to this one was about the coronavirus. I recommend that you listen to that one as well. But I've got some more to say on this. And obviously, since everybody's talking about it, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. I've got a couple of notes here. I actually made notes for this episode because I feel like I've got some really good things that I can throw out there for us to think about as we deal with the Rona. All right. Point number one. Controllables versus uncontrollables. Now, you you guys know that I have a holistic approach to what I do with mindset coaching. You guys know that. You know that whether I'm working with an athlete or an entrepreneur or a stay-at-home mom or anybody, we understand that like our mindset is consistent across our entire life. Therefore, this particular situation that we find ourselves in with the coronavirus, we can apply mindset principles here and see how we're doing with these said principles. So the first thing is the principle of, and you guys have heard me say it often on this podcast, things that we can control versus things that we cannot control. And You know, when it comes to performance, when it comes to achieving goals, when it comes to not catching the coronavirus, we have things that we can control. We have things that we can do. We have things that are within our power. And then we have more things that are out of our control. And if you look across anything in your life, that's usually the case. The uncontrollables outnumber the controllables by a wide margin. So when we look at the corona virus and we're thinking about what can I do? What can I control? There's not a whole lot, folks. It is a virus. It is easily spread. You can try your little heart out as much as you can. And this might be controversial and that's fine, but I'm just being real. You you will drive yourself absolutely mad if you try to control everything that you feel you could possibly control to not contract the coronavirus. You'll go nuts. You can control a lot. You can, you know, go to every minute detail and try to do every single possible thing. But let me tell you, there's a, there's a point at which there is a diminishing return on doing that. And this goes for athletic performance, this goes for starting a business, this goes for all of it. 
You guys know, think about some, some other area in your life where you've gotten to the point where you feel good about what you've controlled and then doing that next thing or those next few things, they're just, it comes with a level of stress. It comes with a level of anxiety. It comes with this feeling. Now, intuition, you know, you guys, we know ourselves. It comes with this, you know what? That's just not worth me putting the effort to try to control. It's just not worth it. It's kind of like when you've eaten enough and you're like, you know what? That next bite that I take is going to like make me full where I'm busting at the seams and I feel gross about how much I ate. Let me just back away from the dinner table. It's the same thing. At some point, folks, as we prepare, as we think about and talk about and do all these things about the coronavirus, there's going to be a point where, you know what? Trying to control that next thing trying to prepare and do that next thing, it's just not worth it. it. It just isn't. Just go ahead and throw it in the bin with the uncontrollables because here's the thing. With these uncontrollables, you shouldn't be giving them much thought. You shouldn't be thinking about them. You shouldn't be spending your time with them. Why? Because they're uncontrollable. So what are they going to do? Answer, they're going to produce stress and anxiety. And, you know, the huge thing that they're creating when it comes to this coronavirus is a bunch of fear. We've got people that are afraid to live their lives. People are just, they're losing their minds out there. And I don't want you to be one of those people. It's just not worth it. We don't need to focus on the uncontrollables. You know, I put this up on Twitter the other day. We have enough information already. You don't need more information. You don't need to read that next article. You don't need to listen to that podcast. You don't need to turn on the news and listen to the next doctor and scientific expert. Now, I, I know this is controversial and that's fine. For those of you that aren't with me on this, that's okay. But here's the, this is all the information that I feel that we need. Ready? Keeping it objective. Coronavirus is here in the United States. Coronavirus is present in some parts of the United States. At some point, I think it will be present in all of the parts of the United States. Wash your hands. You know, cover your mouth when you cough and sneeze. If you've got a fever and you're not feeling well, stay home. Like... We have all the information that we need. I'm going to move to point number two because I think it ties into this. What has happened in our country is that the fear was brought on by catastrophizing. And this is where this is where it gets interesting. Why am I saying that we don't need more information? Because there's all these models and there's all these predictions. They are predictions. They're predictions which means we're thinking that they could possibly happen, but predictions are often wrong. In other words, we're trying to look into the future to see what could possibly happen, and then retroactively where we are right now in the present moment make some preparations as to what could possibly occur. And what that's doing is, is it's getting all these people running out and, and buying toilet paper and walking around with masks and, and acting like we're acting like not, you know, insane people. Pause. 
I know it's some people's jobs to do these kinds of things, and that's great, and I am thankful for them. I'm not saying that I'm not thankful for scientists. I am not a medical professional. I don't know the ins and outs of all this stuff. Like, I didn't go to school for that. These people have degrees, and they're highly intelligent. And seriously, I, I am thankful for them and the job that they do, and that's great, okay? But... Again, this really gets down to us as individuals. It's not any different than being self-aware. It's not any different than taking a deep breath and thinking about what am I feeling right now? What are my emotions? What is my intuition telling me? And do I really need to read that article and find out what that other expert said? Or is my day going to be not altered in the least if I didn't turn on the television and listen to these reporters going off about this stuff? Think about that. Like, is your day going to look any different? As a Shoot. As a matter of fact, is the quality of your day going to go up if you didn't do that? You're going to be a little bit more chill? You're going to enjoy being around your, your friends a little bit more and your family a little bit more and, and being at home and, and like maybe not having to go into work? Like, I mean, for a lot of people, I think the quality of your day will go up if you just didn't consume that next piece of information because I feel like we already have enough. So number one, controllables versus uncontrollables. What can you do without driving yourself crazy in terms of what you can control? The rest of it is an uncontrollable. Don't think about it. Don't spend your time on it. The other thing is be careful because the fear that is being instilled in so many of us is caused by catastrophizing, which means we're looking ahead to stuff that hasn't happened yet, that may happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. It may. I mean, I'm not even saying, hey, all of their models are wrong. Their models might be right. I mean, the thing doubles and triples and the exponents and this and that. And I'm not saying any of that won't happen. But what I'm saying is, right now on March 13th, it hasn't happened. That, that's what I'm saying. We have enough information right now where we're at in our cities, in our communities, to just be proactive, wash your hands, cover your mouth when you cough. If you don't feel good, stay home. And then can I throw this one in there, folks? Along with this anxiety and this stress, are you sleeping enough? Are you sleeping enough? Can I tell you that that is the number one thing that you can do to help yourself from contracting the coronavirus? Sleep. You're working remotely, you don't have to commute, you can go to bed earlier, can't you? Like, do that. Like, here's the other thing. Okay, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I think the coronavirus presents a great time for us to maybe make some positive changes in our lives. I mean, there are some people talking about diet and how you can eat certain foods that would boost your immune system and help you. Man, go, that'd be cool. Go, go spend your time researching that and how you can kind of you know, change little things in your diet maybe during this time to, to help you, right? Like develop better, um, you know, sleep habits so that, you know, your body's immune system is like at its best and functioning at a high capacity, right? Um, you know, exercise, like getting outside is going to be great. Like being in closed places, um, is not going to be good, but getting outside and getting some sun and getting some exercise, maybe that's something that you don't do enough of. Here's an opportunity to do that. So is the coronavirus presenting like all this doom and gloom and bad? It depends on how you're looking at it. 
It really does depend. Here's another thing that I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see whose minds are working right now and who's going to try to benefit from the coronavirus. Not in a not in a villainous way. I'm not talking about somebody that's got the cure, you know, for this thing and doesn't doesn't give it you know give it out or whatever. But like somebody that goes, hmm, okay, like you know, kids may be staying home from school and, you know, some of these things may be happening. How can I maybe start up a business or how can I meet the needs of some people that are obviously, you know, going to be facing different circumstances and stuff like that. So, I mean, this is not supposed to be doom and gloom, like just taking it as it is, looking at it objectively and saying, all right, this is what we got. You know, what can we do? What can we control? All right, I'm going to move on. Kind of piggybacking on the fear. Why is everybody so scared? Why is everybody running around so scared? Answer, this thing makes us face the fact that we're going to die. We will all die at some point. At some point, we will no longer inhabit this earth as a human being. We're going to be gone. And people are scared because, well, I could die. If I, if I get sick, it's possible that this could happen. And so therefore, that right there, like coming face to face with our mortality, coming face to face with the fact that we will not live forever on this earth, that scares a lot of people. And that's why there's all this panic, right? So that point, I think, needs to be shared and said, because I don't think enough people are talking about that. The whole reason why this thing's getting so out of control is because it brings us face to face with our mortality. And yeah, when you've got like financial crisis and stuff like that, like other things happening, those things also make us panic sometimes. And those things also, those things also throw us into a tailspin. But let me tell you something, when you look somebody in the eye and like, there's a real possibility they could die, like that scares us like no other. And so that's the underlying issue with this coronavirus is that it's, it's showing us that there are people that unfortunately are passing away from this particular, you know, ailment and we could possibly get it and it the, our fate could possibly be the same. So the coronavirus and how we're reacting to it provides us a great litmus test. Think about how you're positioning yourself with this particular thing. Are Do we feel that we're doing a good job? Do we feel that we are, you know, letting it get out of control? Do we feel that we are letting it get the best of us? Is it affecting our quality of life um, You know, a little bit too much? Is it going to affect our quality of life some? Yes, I think it will. It, it has, as a matter of fact. It, it has. Mine, everybody's. But unnecessarily, again, crossing over that line to where it's just become, yeah, it's become a little bit too much. So I think these are great questions and things to, to ponder and talk about and, you know, share. And can I just say this in closing? I, I don't think I'm going to do another episode on the coronavirus. Um, listen, you know, when I went to the store yesterday, that's kind of what got me thinking about, man, I need to do another episode on this thing. Here, here's what I saw. Um, I saw people buying more water than I think they need. I saw people buying more toilet paper than I think they need. Can I tell you what's going to, what could possibly happen? I hope it doesn't. And I hope if you get one thing from this episode, I hope it's this, this right here. Can you lay aside 
your interests and can you lay aside you wanting to be first in line and can you help out another human being before you grab that extra water that again, your intuition is telling you, I probably don't need this, but I could. I mean, again, I, I, I saw on the news that this thing could like blow up and reach a hundred thousand cases like real soon. And then I would need that water. So Mario, what are you telling me? Before you go grab that extra thing of water, can you think about the fact that maybe somebody coming in behind you could use it and, and not picking it up and not purchasing it so that somebody else can have it? Because I'm going to tell you, people are getting ugly. People are letting their selfishness come out and they're getting ugly. And it's, it's me, I'm protecting myself, get out of my way. Or, you know, we throw on the, the badge of, I'm protecting my family, so don't tell me how to protect my family. And what we're doing is we're all stepping on each other. We're all being mean to each other. And it's, and honestly, like, this is only the beginning. If this thing spreads, it, it's going to get worse. Again, because we're looking at our mortality, we're going to freak out a little bit more. Our vision is going to get more narrow to where we're just trying to protect ourselves and now we're willing to do things that maybe we weren't normally willing to do before. So there's that. There's can we be self-aware of the fact that maybe we're being a little bit selfish with how we're acting towards others? And can we kind of back off of that? And can we actually make this an opportunity to, man, like love people, be nice to people, care for people, show people that they're important? Tremendous opportunities there. Now, on the other side of this, well, Mario, I'm the person that went to go get the water and there was none left. And now I'm upset. I saw the person in front of me take all of that water. Okay, I've, I've said this before on this podcast episode, but honestly, there's so many episodes. Can't remember which one it was. Can we empathize with that person that's grabbing all that water? Not, not judging them. I mean, why are, they, why are they so scared? Why are they making these kinds of decisions? Right? Like that's their reality. They really feel that they need the five cases of water. Well, why? Instead of getting upset, I understand you needed water and you didn't get any, but instead of getting upset and venting and being angry and going off on that person, can I tell you that there's a tremendous opportunity there to empathize with that person, to try to understand that person? See, I'm not saying anybody, look, th this is what I, like on this episode, I'm not pointing anybody out and saying you're right or you're wrong. I'm not saying that. I wouldn't dare try to judge anybody for what they're doing or not doing. Listen, what I'm saying is as we're doing these things and as we're not doing these things and as we're, all I'm saying is for us to just take a look inward and just evaluate ourselves. That's what I'm saying. And for any, it, like we're all taking actions and we all feel that our actions are just. We all feel that our actions are correct based on our perception of our current reality and this virus. So, Essentially, what I'm saying is, can we all seek to understand each other, which is a very selfless act, by the way, putting myself my side, my, my, myself aside and saying, I want to understand you, fellow brother or sister. I want to understand why you're, you're acting that way. You know, I want to show you that I love you, that I care about you, right? Because this 
thing, because it's an illness, it has the opportunity to isolate us socially, which is like social distancing is now a thing. And they're calling for a lot of that. And I'm, I'm laughing, but look, I think that's a, I think that's smart. Okay. I, I do. I, I think that that's a, that's a step that could be necessary to take at some point. I, I do believe that is a controllable that we should exercise. Uh, but with social distancing, obviously what comes is we begin to lack those connections that we that we make with other human beings, right? This is uh, like stepping it up another level from the social distancing that's already happening happening because of our phones and because of social media. It's another layer on top of that, right? Because now public gatherings and stuff like that and places where we've gone, where we were kind of forced to be around other people, like th those things are going to... So in ending... Um, I hope that this episode has given you some good things to think about. I hope that it's given you, um, you know, some, some good hard questions to ask of yourself, to ask of others. Um, listen, I mean, folks, really and truly, I mean, I just want us to, I, I, I want us to be able to look back on this event in human history and to be able to begin to extract some wonderful stories of how we were able to overcome this together, how we were able to work together to overcome this, and like how we were able to see how it made us better human beings. Seriously, like better human beings because of this seemingly terrible thing that is happening. So... There you have it. I, I would love to hear your thoughts. I'm sure that this is a very loaded topic. I know that there are a lot of people going back and forth. I mean, did you agree with some of the stuff that I said? Did you disagree? Like, how do you feel about it all? We can have a discussion. Like, this is not a um, closed door thing. We can have a discussion. And I think having discussions are good because it gets ideas out there. And um, yeah, so anyhow... There you have it. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Um, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. If there's any way that I can assist you walking through this, I would love to do that. So just reach out to me and uh, yeah, I can try to try to help you through this as best I can. If you're facing a lot of anxiety and stress and just all of that and something I said resonated with you, then uh, please, I would love to serve you. All right, folks. Until next time.